Co-host and sister Kaylin. Hello. <laughs> Finally, we're getting some normal hellos. Just for that. Hello, my precious. Okay, we. This isn't a golem. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. Anyways, <laughs> a golem contest. <laughs> we could make it one if we wanted to. Uh, we are we're recording on a Monday and we are drinking coffee and not wine it's like 11am so hopefully we're entertaining sorry guys we're tired <laughs> it's my week <laughs> off from work this week and I'm I'm leaving town she's going out of town you know. but that's okay who the hell goes out of town in the middle of the week people who only have the middle of the week off <laughs> All right, so today we're bing- binging. <laughs> For Christ's sake. Today we are bringing you creepy haunted hotels. Creepy and or haunted. Mine is haunted. Mine. And creepy. Mine is creepy. Hotels are creepy. Hotels in general are just creepy. I mean, I mean we, if- we spent... Uh, yeah. Our lives in hotels. Yeah, we we, we played travel ball. We didn't yeah, we have to live in hotels. Let yeah, me, we weren't like. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we played travel ball and we stayed in hotels Often. every other weekend, if not every weekend. We also go to Disneyland a lot. Yeah. Or well, you know, before the COVID. world ended. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, we we had a tournament in Sacramento, and we were like, oh, you know, that's just far enough to stay in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So one of the team moms booked out the hotel, which seemed decent. But uh, if you're familiar with SAC, uh, we were playing at a complex off of Watt Avenue. <laughs> yes, we were. You don't want to stay in a hotel that's on Watt Avenue. You usually want to drive across town. Usually just want to drive back home. That too. So, we stay in these hotels. <laughs> Everyone had dirty mattresses, dirty sheets, cut up holes in the mattresses. And, and uh, the shower curtains. The shower curtains. Somebody had blood in their bathroom. Uh, it was dusty. It was gross. Thankfully, I used to travel with my own pillow and blanket, so I slept in my clothes, wrapped in my little throw blanket, (laughs) and had my personal pillow, which I also wrapped in a hoodie, I think. Um, And we didn't even stay the second night we were supposed to stay, I think. We all ended up leaving early, and then ever since then, like, any tournament we had in Sacramento, we drove back and forth. Like, the hour and a half, two hours it would take, you know, depending on traffic. And sometimes we'd play, like, until 9 at night and then have to turn around and come back at, like, 6 a.m., which is why you want to stay in a hotel. But, um, yeah, some seedy-ass hotels. Um, I don't know that we've ever stayed in, like, a haunted hotel I mean, the only I mean, thing that I can think of if we ever did would have to be one of the ones on the Disneyland Strip. I mean, yeah, because some of those, like, little motels have been there for so long. They're yeah. just kind of, they're just, like, creepy, but, they, like, for a long time they also weren't well taken care of until Disney started... Buying the streets. Well, <laughs> threatening to purchase the street if they didn't mm. start taking care of the properties better, because they were literally, like, putting a damper on the Disney magic. Mm-hmm. So they were like, if you're not going to keep up, and yeah. keep everything nice. Like, we're just going to buy you out and send you and packing. And do it for you. Which, you know, however you feel about Disney is kind of an asshole move. But at the same time, like, hella those hotels had bed bugs. So, yes. like, people are going to Disneyland and they're like, we brought home bed bugs. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> <laughs> not Disney's fault, but it's going to be associated. Yeah. I don't know. We've just stayed in, like, 
too many gross hotels i guess not necessarily haunted oh my gosh like that one for your like 18th birthday or whatever it was oh where we got followed by yeah we went to disneyland we stayed at some random ass cheap motel thing we got followed back by some guy and we were like okay let's just keep going like oh and if he walks across the crosswalk without stopping like at the you know when it tells you to stop like we know he's following us and then he did and then we gave the key to one of the girls and we're like all right uh because one of our freaking friends like her feet were hella messed up so she couldn't like run so we like the most of us stayed behind with her and two people ran ahead with the key to open the door so we could just kind of like skirt inside the room and then we started like running as much as we could and the guy was literally chasing us and thankfully there was like there's a big old dude you know those two big dudes yeah on their balcony that were on their balcony and the guy was like hey what the fuck are you doing and the guy like read, was a huge dude and we were like thank you so much like it was creepy as hell it, it really was so yeah um but they did make sure we made it into our room did. safe and then they checked on us the next day and they were really nice people uh but yeah so yeah we've just stayed in seedy hotels we haven't really stayed in haunted hotels but i hope to change that eventually when like the world opens up because my hotel you can stay in oh that's fun it's still a functioning hotel. Cool. All right. Well, on that note, let's dive in. She did it. I remembered. So I'm doing the Stanley Hotel, which, for those of you who aren't familiar, is the hotel that The Shining is based off of. Um, so the Stanley Hotel is in Estes Park, Colorado. It was built by Freeland Oscar Stanley who is of the Stanley Steamer fame. And he's he was like literally the inventor of the Stanley Steam Engine, I think. I think that's what I read. Oh, okay. Um, not, my not the mind, carpet cleaner. That's exactly carpet what cleaning. was playing in my head right now, was the Stanley Steamer carpet cleaner. <laughs> Stanley Steamer gets your home cleaner. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was going through my mind right No, there. the Stanley Steam engine, which was a, I believe, a car engine. Gotcha. I mean, I didn't dive into his whole thing. I just did the history of the hotel and whatever. So, the hotel opened on July 4th, 1909 as a resort for upper-class Easterners and a health retreat for sufferers of tuberculosis. In 1903, Freeland Oscar Stanley was stricken with a resurgence of tuberculosis and the treatment of the day was to get fresh dry air sunlight be outside as much as possible and eat a hearty diet so stanley headed to the rockies he and his wife arrived in denver in june and um, a lot of people were recommending that they go to estes park because it was more open Mm -hmm. uh you know more more air i guess i don't know there's more air and there's more air <laughs> i don't know i don't know how built up denver was in the early 1900s i mean i know yeah, whatever but moved so they moved to estes park for the rest of the summer and his health improved almost completely oh he like could breathe again like he was feeling much better Um, He was so impressed by the beauty of the land and very grateful for his recovery there that he decided to return every year. So therefore, he decided to put some money into building a hotel because he didn't like kind of like, you know, little shoddy cabins that they were staying in because he is bougie. He needed something better. Not just the the land and the air. Not the land and the air and and the cabin. He needed like a bougie hotel, you know. So, by uh, by 1907, he had recovered completely, and he wanted the better accommodation, so um, that same year, construction on the ho- the Hotel Stanley began. The hoes? The ho. <laughs> the ho- hotels. <laughs> Shut up. Anyways, um, so it was going to be a 48-room grand hotel that catered to the moderately wealthy, you know, the moderately wealthy. Uh, that that made up his own social circle. The main hotel and concert hall were completed in 1909 and then the manor in 1910. 
he had he had also had special vehicles made, of course, with his steam engine that would bring guests from the train depot. His carpet cleaner. His carpet cleaner. His magic carpet cleaner that sat six. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how they got that name for their company. I don't know. I guess it depends on who bought out the steam, his steam engine. Well, I guess his steam engine is obsolete now. I don't know. I don't even think many trains use it at all. I think it's like. I'm not a train expert, so I can't tell. I'm not a. Yeah, no. uh, Vehicles, planes, trains, and automobiles (laughs) are not my thing. I can barely get my oil changed on time. <laughs> I was just thinking that I need an oil change. <laughs> yeah, my uh, engine thing saying I need an oil change has been on for a, a minute, but... Shh, nobody needs to know. It's alright, your girl is waiting until she can afford the eight other things they're going to tell her she needs. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so he um, he often was quoted saying that he spent more money every summer than he made at the hotel so he kind of treated the hotel like it was like his hobby oh like he would just have like performers and Mm -hmm. you know he just wanted to be bougie so he he definitely wasn't like making a ton of money off of it um he sold it in 1926 to a company whose sole purpose was to run the hotel but it failed. Hmm. So he ended up buying back the hotel in 1929 and then resold it to Roe Emery, uh, who also was in some automobile engine trade. Okay. Uh, and he sold it again in 1930. Um, the hotel was supposed to be... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this over. So... Honestly, there's no real incidences of, like, super, like, creepy shit happening. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no more deaths at this hotel than you would find in, like, a regular hotel. You know, because yeah. people die in hotels, you know. Yes. People have heart attacks, people, you know, whatever. So there's no more deaths here than there are in a regular mm-hmm. hotel You that you would find. It's all same numbers um the only big incident that happened at the hotel um was in 1911 and the hotel was supposed to be one of the few in the world that ran solely on electricity oh but fancy ba- mm-hmm. but back then there was a lack of available electricity <laughs> so they ended up having to install an auxiliary gas lighting system mm-hmm. so you know, the little gas lanterns. Yeah. Like, down the halls and in the rooms. And uh, one of the maids, um, and her name differs all over the internet. Her last name. I think her first name's Elizabeth, mm-hmm. I believe. I should probably double check that real quick. Yes, Elizabeth. Uh, but her last name in every article, even back then, is completely different. Because she wasn't a resident, a, mm-hmm. a normal resident of the area. So I think she came moved in mm-hmm. so nobody actually knew you know they didn't know who she was so they just all got her last name wrong um but i think most people agree on wilson okay. uh but i'm i'm not sure she had like four last names in my research but anyway so she had gone she's you know doing her rounds of lighting the uh lanterns on june 25th 1911 and it was a day after the pipes, uh, the gas pipes were filled. And she um, went into a room, went to light the lantern, and that room had a leak in the pipe. Oh, no. And ended up causing an explosion. So, yeah, it injured her. It sent her flying from the second floor down to the first floor. And she broke both of her ankles. Oh, man. It injured seven of the wait staff that were working in the dining room below. Um, It tore a huge hole in the floor, sending Mm -hmm. huge amounts of plaster, wood, and other debris into the dining room. Um, But uh, luckily and surprisingly, 
all of the patrons that were dining in the dining room managed to escape without being hurt. Um, so yeah, it was just, you know, all the wait staff. Mm-hmm. And this poor maid who broke both her ankles after flying off the second floor. But she survived. She lived. And oh, she actually God. ended up working there for, like, the rest of her life. So. Okay. Yeah. I would so, never want to go back, but hey, more power to her. Yeah. But yeah, so like I said, like, that's the only incident that happened, but nobody died in the, in, in the incident. Just kind of like a bad, just bad, bad luck. <laughs> it's the bad juju. Yep. So, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna skip forward some years. In 1974, Stephen King and his wife spent a night at the Stanley Hotel. He had been living in Colorado for a little bit, and he had been working on a book um, that was supposed to be set in an amusement park, but he just wasn't satisfied with the setting. He wasn't satisfied with where the book was going. So people started suggesting, like, hey, why don't you go check out Mm -hmm. the Stanley Hotel? It's like, it's away from the city. It's away from everything. Mm -hmm. It's out, you know. Go get the fresh air. <laughs> Look at the open field. Yeah, right? So uh, so they ended up, him and his wife ended up checking in, but it was right at the end of the season because they, they actually closed during the winter because it gets too snowy and cold, which if you've seen The Shining is the same premise of, oh, you haven't seen The Shining, have you? I was just about to say I haven't oh, seen The Shining. Oh my god. Wait. But is that the Here's Johnny movie? Yes, it's the oh. Here's Johnny. I, that's all I know. For Christ's sake. Anyways. I'm an uncultured swine, everybody. Apparently. <laughs> anyway. Uh, ruin my story. No, I was gonna- <laughs> She's giving me a look, guys. I'm gonna die soon. Anyway, so they checked into the hotel as others were leaving for the winter season. And um, they ended up... They pretty much ended up being the only people in the hotel, minus the waitstaff. So after his wife went to bed that night, King roamed the halls... He had some drinks at the bar, and he went back to his room, and he was, like, poking around the room, and he went into the bathroom, and I guess there's, like, this pink shower curtain. He pulled it back, and there's a clawfoot tub, and he just thought, hmm, what if somebody was murdered in here? And apparently, that's when the shining came to his brain. Oh. Yeah. All right. He was like, I might have something here. Um... I just imagine him sitting in the bathtub now writing this book. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Supposedly, he'd also dreamt that his three-year-old son was running through the halls screaming while being chased by a fire hose. And uh, after he had that nightmare, he woke up, he lit a cigarette, and then he said that in in his head he had the bones for The Shining. All right. I'm going to have to go home and watch it. I got a whole week off of I'll watch it. (laughs) You know, it's... It's creepy. It's Mm -hmm. a little... There's, like, some jump scares. But it's just... It's creepy. Okay. I can handle creepy. And then after you watch that, watch Doctor Sleep, which came out in 2019. And that has uh, Ewan McGregor. Oh, my husband. He's the the little kid grown up. Oh. So he... Yeah. Doctor the little kid is like a clairvoyant, and so he grows up like. You you just ha- you have to watch Doctor okay. Sleep. Um, they're they I mean I don't know how much Stephen King you've watched. Like some of his stuff is horror, like pretty horrifying. It's which, the new one, both. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen it, but I haven't seen The Shining. All right. Well, that's me. fine because I slapped me thrice and hand me to me mama. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, wow, that threw me off. I'm trying to think of what that's from. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where's that? Good God. Um, too early in the morning for this, okay? So, we have to be funny, so. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Gibbs, that'll do. <laughs> So yeah, anyways, his movies sometimes are just more creepy and kind of um like mind-boggling. Like Okay. I can then handle they are, like full-blown like scary. Okay. Some of them are scary though. It it to me is too slapstick to be scary. I fucking hate clowns, but I did end up watching the newer ones. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to, 
but it's so CGI'd and so it and he's such a he's supposed to be like a cheesy clown. Yeah. Honestly, freaking what's his name that played the clown in the first movie? Is it Tim Curry? Yes, it's Tim Curry. And he's got makeup on. That mm-hmm. it's far scarier to me because it looks more real. Yeah. But that's a lot of CGI just doesn't scare me anymore. Maybe that's just I'm becoming jaded, I don't know. Anyway, so we are now going to move on to The Hauntings. Ooh, fun. So, supposedly, the maid that got thrown out the second story and broke her ankles, Elizabeth, she now haunts room 217, which is the room that she lit the gas lamp that had the leak and caused the explosion. All right. She keeps to her housekeeping routine. She'll unpack people's luggage. She'll line up their shoes. And you can see her ghostly shadow passing through the walls supposedly she also doesn't like unmarried couples sleeping in the same bed so sometimes in the middle of the night she tries to scooch them apart and sometimes you know what i'm down with her i'm so down with her <laughs> i'd be all right in that room oh. <laughs> we'd be having drinks <laughs> and sometimes she'll pack up the man's stuff and leave it on the outside of the door I'm really down with her. Room number 428 has a cowboy ghost. He sits in the corner or paces the floor. He's also kind of nice, so if you ask him to leave, he will. But he's also kind of a pervert. Women have woken up to him kissing their foreheads. So, why isn't the maid keeping him in check? Mm. If she's not down for unmarried couples sleeping in the same bed, why isn't she keeping all the pervert ghosts in check? Because <laughs> she's got to get down, too. In room 418, um, there are ghost children, which honestly scared... That's horrifying to me. Yes. I don't know. Well, one, being kissed on the forehead by a fucking creepy ghost would be probably number one. Number two is ghost children. They play with objects in the room. The lights flicker. Hangers move. Um, blankets will be ripped off of people while they're sleeping. Sometimes people will wake up and find that their door to their room is wide open and the kids are in the hallway staring (laughs) in. Um, a young girl who stayed there with her mother said that a little boy kept trying to tickle her during the night and she was really upset about it. Uh, the concert hall is also pretty haunted. People hear things and are touched. One of the workers, whose name was Paul, yeah, they're just touched. No, they didn't say how they were touched. They're just touched. <laughs> okay. Right. Again, I mean, we got the pervert cowboy, so who knows? Um, one of the workers there, uh, who was named Paul, mm-hmm. um, he used to like really strictly enforce the curfew. So if people, you know, were in the concert hall after curfew, he would tell them to get out. Ooh. So he can still be heard. Um... Oh, let me back up. He actually died of a heart attack at the hotel. So he worked there until he died and died in the hotel. So he can actually still be heard telling people to get out of the concert hall. And sometimes people will feel that they're being pushed out of the door. Mm. People claim to hear music when no one is there. And apparently uh, Stanley's wife, I believe her name was Flora. She was a, a really good pianist. So sometimes you'll hear a piano play. Oh, nice. Um, I feel like that should be like a staple in every haunted hotel. I feel like there's if there's a piano and the place is haunted. It it has to be played. Yeah. It has to. It, it will be. You can just guarantee it. Um, a young girl named Lucy haunts the concert hall and the basement. Supposedly she had been goofing off during her stay. And she went down to the basement and was caught peeking at construction plans, mm-hmm. which really upset whoever was doing the construction. So they threw her outside to, like, punish her, but she ended up freezing to death. <gasps> so now she... Like, here, not let me give you back to your mama and yell at your fucking right? mama. Which I'm like... But here, let me throw you fucking outside. Like, yeah. Oh. I guess, I don't know, maybe back in the day people just, you just punish whatever child's causing problems. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, my next bullet point. The male ghosts are perverts. (laughs) So there's, like, some male ghosts besides the cowboy guy that, um, touch only women. They will stroke their hair. 
they'll feel kisses on their cheeks, they'll feel hands running down their backs or their bodies. Mm. Which I'm like, if a ghost were to grab somebody's titty. <laughs> I mean, I I say that and I'm like, I kind of want to stay here, but also... So you can get... No, I don't want to be fondled by a ghost. I want to stay here so I can say I stayed there. Gotcha. But at the same time, I'm like, if there's pervert ghosts, like, I don't even, I don't do well with, you know, earthside men that are perverts. <laughs> like, these ones I can't slap. Um, so, uh, Lord Dunraven, which is actually the guy that Stanley purchased the land from before he built the hotel mm-hmm. supposedly he lives in room number 401 okay and he can just be seen chilling in a chair in the corner but he was a uh he was an irishman mm-hmm. and apparently he's wearing some kind of garb where you can tell that he's irish okay i don't know what that is that discerns a 1900s Irishman from a 1900s not Irishman. Um, uh, maybe it's like military clothing. No, he wasn't. No, he was oh. a lord. Oh, he just owned land. Like I, I don't know. People say, "Oh, I can tell he's an Irishman." I'm like, the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> uh, in room number 407, there is a ghost that tucks you into bed. Oh, and it'll sit at the edge of your bed. So it doesn't matter. You're, if you're a child or an adult, it'll tuck you in and then sit at the edge, which I'm envisioning they're just reading you a book or something. And that's, a, you know what, I'll stay in that room yeah. too. Let's let's request that room while we tucked it. Um, in room number 413, people report seeing a man sitting in the corner wearing old-fashioned clothing. Oh, hey. So, uh, that's obviously one of the uh, recurring themes here is a lot of them are wearing old clothing. Uh, on the the fourth floor, in general, you can hear children laughing and running uh, through the hallway. Uh, it'll sound like people are coming back from a party, so you'll hear like the chattering and people mm. walking down the hallway, probably sounding drunk. People see strange lights, like little orbs and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, the lights themselves actually flicker on and off and people will just feel presences while walking down the hall. A boy named Billy haunts the ice house with an older gentleman with a beard and white hair. (laughs) So they just chill in the ice house, I guess. I don't know. Uh, There's a golden retriever named Cassie that haunts the hotel and can be heard scratching at people's doors at night. Oh, (laughs) And also, I think people will hear her bark or whine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a cat named Comanche, who's a big, white, fluffy cat. And he wanders the entire property. Okay. And lastly, supposedly, Stanley and his wife, Flora, are most likely still residing there. They can be seen in the billiards room, or what used to be the billiards room. Um, and the scent of roses often precedes Flora. Oh. She's also said to pinch guests or run a finger down their back to get them to stand up straight. She was very proper while she, she was would alive. Be following me around well, the I entire I'm all, time. I'm all My hunched bitch over right now. Stand up straight. She's like, I don't have scoliosis going on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, just a few fun facts about the history. And the Stanley Hotel in general. Harry Houdini performed there in the concert hall. Oh, hey. Um, Stephen King hates Kubrick's interpretation of The Shining. He hates that movie. Oh. He thought he... He hated it. I don't know. He thought he did a terrible job with what he was trying to convey. And uh, he actually, like sanctioned a like there was like a tv series like a mini series mm-hmm. um that stephen king had a hand in that was supposed to be more of his vision oh, of okay. seeing a visual of his book come to life gotcha. so there's actually still um some of the props because they actually filmed some of it at the stanley hotel oh nice and they left the props there so there's like old like 
the old furniture and stuff is mm-hmm. still in the hotel that they used for that filming. Um, when you ask the staff if a hotel is haunted, they say that's for you to make up your own mind. They won't say yes or no. I love that. And kind of remind, reminds me of the haunted mansion. Right. Like when you talk to the <laughs> the cast members. Exactly. And then, like I said earlier, the hotel doesn't have any history of crazy deaths, nothing gory, nothing Mm. bloody, no murders, no suicide, you know, they, like I said, there's no, there's no more deaths than you would find in a regular hotel. Yeah. So they don't necessarily understand why it's haunted. Sometimes I think that when you project creepiness onto a place you get it you get it yeah so kind of like the haunted mansion at disney world it is haunted supposedly it's haunted but you've created a place where you're kind of inviting that vibe in yeah so i'm curious if like that's kind of one of those things Mm -hmm. also depending on the land beforehand and whatnot you know what i mean who knows yeah um but to me like and this is just my own personal way of like looking at it i guess to make myself sleep at night but to me like a haunted is like bad juju spirits i guess because this to me doesn't like give off the feel like they're out there to harm you and push you down stairwells like they're out there just to kind of like poke some fun and well, like, tuck you into bed at night and like it- yeah, it could be kind of something like it's a living space. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, a hotel, like, even if you live, quote-unquote, live there for one night or a yeah. week or a month, it's a living space. So maybe that is some kind of comfort mm-hmm. to spirits who feel like they need a place to, to stay, you yeah. know, and a hotel is perfect for that. Because there's constantly people in and out. There's constant energy to feed off of. Oh, yeah. And then, you know who knows so obviously it's not like a residual energy thing it seems Mm -hmm. to just be like a gravitational kind Mm -hmm. of a thing um so uh if you want to stay at the stanley hotel you can today the hotel has four different accommodation experiences oh it has like the historical area Mm -hmm. it's got like kind of like a cabiny thing it sounds like because it's all snowy so you can mm-hmm. snowboard and ski and stuff oh, so they fun. have more like of a cabiny looking accommodation a little more rustic mm-hmm. um and then they had like a really they have like kind of like two higher like really bougie mm-hmm. like brand new redone giant you know super king-sized beds like oh bougie decor decor so you you have like four different options on how you want to stay. Well, or let's start looking into it. And uh, you used to not be able to. I th- on their website, only one of those said closed for the winter. So you used to not be able to stay for the winter mm-hmm. because it gets too cold, too oh, icy. Yeah. It's too, and if the roads get messed up, you can't get in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but only one of them said closed for the winter, and that was like the more rustic one. So I don't know if you can stay in the winter now. Oh, okay. Um, they have uh, event and wedding space, so if you need to host your uh, business event or if you want to get married at Stanley Hotel, you can. Um, they have a current um, illusionist that performs every weekend, mm. so you can catch this illusion- illusionist perform. It's like a another Houdini kind of a thing, yeah. and I think that's he's kind of paying homage to that. You can take a historic tour of the whole hotel and the grounds. You can also take ghost tours. (gasps) So, and I don't know that, so the hotel doesn't do the ghost tours. I'm pretty sure on the historic tour you get little bits, but Mm -hmm. there's an actual other company that comes in and does the ghost tours for them. Oh, interesting. They have absolute fine dining and apparently a fantastic bar with great alcohol selections. They also have a whiskey bar. And the rooms run about two fifty a night. That's not that bad. No. And I didn't read it, but I've heard on other podcasts and other places that you cannot 
you might not be able to recru- request room 217 anymore because too many people request, request it. it. Yeah. Um, or it's the other way around. You just can't get in because it's booked out for like years at a time. Okay, well, I'll take the room with the lady reading me a story at the end of the bed. So, <laughs> so yeah, I can't remember offhand and obviously it's not mentioned on the website. But yeah, either you can't, you can't get into 217 mm-hmm. because they don't give it out or you just can't because it's booked forever. Yeah. One or the other. I love it. Um, but yeah, so that is the, that's, that's the Stanley Hotel. And if you haven't, go watch The Shining. That's my homework. <laughs> yeah, you personally go watch the Shining. <laughs> go watch the fucking Shining. So, what have you got for us today? So, what I have for you is the Cecil Hotel, oh. which is located in downtown Los Angeles. So, the Cecil Hotel was opened in 1927, uh, just after three years of construction. It is located in downtown Los Angeles, and the purpose of it being built was for business travelers and Hollywood elite or tourists (laughs) to have a nice and comfortable place to stay. Um, It is believed that the Great Depression and being close to what we now call Skid Row has something to do with the violence and the crime that has gone on there. Um, Going, just going to dive right into how terrible, I guess, this place is and how terrible the feeling is. On November 19th, 1931, the first death was reported in which a man had committed suicide by ingesting poison. Um, In 1934, an army sergeant slashed his throat. Oh, his own? His own throat. Oh! Uh, Someone from the Marine Corps jumped from the top of the building and was found on the ledge of another building or a building right next to it. In 1944, a 19-year-old woke up from from her sleep to give birth in the bathroom, oh. and she didn't know she was pregnant at the time. Oh, boy. Uh, she thought her baby was dead and threw him out the window. <gasps> she was later admitted to a hospital for psychiatric treatment and yeah. was declared insane, so she wasn't, like, put in prison or anything for murder well well um in 1962 a 65 year old was walking by the cecil hotel and was killed by a falling woman this woman was having a fight with her husband and jumped out the window oh my god um she jumped out the window she jumped out the window she wasn't pushed what i read she was she jumped to get away from him in the fighting. Oh. And then they were both killed on the impact of her falling out of the sky. You know, I feel like there's a Criminal Minds episode where somebody was pushed out the window. Yeah. Landed on a guy. And then they were... Or this might have happened in real life. I don't know. But they were trying to connect the two people. Like, oh, like, they must have been sleeping together mm-hmm. like the woman might have been a uh, well, sex worker yes this is or kind is of the, like the same idea they thought that they like committed suicide together oh, just so this to, might this might be the story i'm thinking of maybe and then or i'm getting it confused well, with, a like, lot a of tv shows law and order or criminal minds yeah but a lot of tv shows do yeah. take real no, life events and twist them but for sure um yeah so the they were looked at as they had committed suicide together only to find out that like the way that the guy was like dressed in his shoes and something gave it away that like no like he was killed on impact oh got it because if he was falling out of the sky too like his like something would have happened to where all of his clothes fell off or some shit like that (laughs) yeah you fly out the window and all your clothes just like in the cartoons yeah um after A number of suicides, murders, and mishappenings. The Cecil was declared the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles. Um, One tourist actually said, quote, this was just a place where people who were really down on their luck were going, end quote. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So going into that just a little further, like, because it was, like, it's deemed the most haunted hotel in LA, like, I looked through so so many articles to find out like hauntings or like to see if it was built on like some type of burial ground or you know anything like that Mm -hmm. and nothing was coming up to give it a reason to have all this bad juju yeah like it was just kind of like one of those this was a bad feeling place you came here when you had your bad feelings and you either left or you didn't Uh, The hotel would eventually transition into a single-room occupancy operation, uh, which which meant people would rent their rooms and share the bathrooms and, like, kind of, like, a hostel-type environment. But they also still had hotel rooms Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So, oh, going back, in 1947, Elizabeth Short who is known as the Black Dahlia, Yep, uh, was found not too far from the Cecil mm-hmm. when she was murdered. She had actually stayed there right before, and oh. there may or may not be a connection from her death to the hotel, but it is still unknown. Yeah. And that's because her case is still considered a cold case. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she stayed at the Cecil before she died. Yeah, it was like just yeah. right before... Um, and then not only was the Cecil Hotel a hot spot for death, we have two serial killers that lived there for some time. Oh, yes. Number one, Richard Ramirez, or as everybody knows him as, the Night Stalker. He stayed on the 14th floor. Oh, which is technically the 13th, right? I think so. Because they don't have a 13th floor in there, right? So, the Night Stalker was a serial killer from 1984 to 1985, and in 1985, he was caught because rec- er, <laughs> residents actually recognized him from the newspapers, and Ugh. yeah, called him up. Yeah, because he was freaking gross looking. Yeah, so there's no evidence of like him killing people in the hotel, but... They they caught him, which was the most important part about that entire story. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you haven't had the chance to watch the Night Stalker like documentary on Netflix, you should. It's absolutely ridiculous how many times they missed catching him. Oh, but I'm going to have to watch that. G- yeah. I love serial killer documentaries. He's just, I don't, people are like, oh, he was good looking. I'm like, that man's no. teeth were pointing in every direction possible. And he had, I don't understand you people, they got crazy eyes and you can see them from a mile away. Like Ted Bundy, oh, he was good looking. Like, no, he wasn't. He had a unibrow and crazy eyes. Like, he had Charlie, or Charles Manson eyes. Like, crazy Mm -hmm. eyes. And so did the Night Stalker. Like, these people who run around saying these men are good looking, like, one. They probably got daddy issues. Get help. Too. <laughs> like, I saw a post that was like, Ted Bundy wasn't hot. He just wasn't what you would think a serial killer looked like. And yes. I'm like, that might be it. Yeah. He's not good looking. And you could tell there was something wrong with that guy from a mile away. But mm-hmm. maybe some people just aren't as intuitive. But the amount of women that were showing their breasts to Richard Ramirez when he was caught, horrifying. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. Anyway, I'm tangent over. Sorry. Moving on to the second serial killer that stayed there in 1991, Jack. I don't even care if I mispronounce this because fuck that guy. Hunter Wager, Hunter Wieger, whatever, stayed there after being convicted of murder in 1976 in Austria. And while staying at the Cecil, he killed at least three sex workers. He was sentenced to life in prison. And then later released in, oh god, sorry, I forgot to write the year. He was released in 1990, there we go. He was released in 1990, which is why he stayed there. He was released in 1990 on parole after having a life sentence thrown at him. But in 1994, he was convicted again in Austria and Mm. was serving life sentences there, I believe. Good. Yeah. 
fuck that guy. <sighs> Moving on to one of the more recent weird happenings and unexplainable unfortunate event on January 26, 2013 a student Elisa? Yes. Elisa Lamb was staying at the Cecil. Um, Like I said earlier it was kind of moved in or it was kind of designed as a hostel after a while. Yeah. So she was staying there like it was a hostel and was actually moved into her own room after getting complaints about the group that she was staying with. Um, on January 31st, she was declared to be missing. And on February 19th, there was complaints about the taste of the water, low oh. pressure in the rooms, and later Eliza's body, Elisa's, sorry, Elisa's body was discovered in a closed water tank on the roof of the hotel. Ugh. People drink the water. I, I mean... This is extremely sad, I mean, but I, I've never drank the water at a hotel. Don't, and it, drink, don't, don't drink the water in LA. That too. Like the, We always buy cases and jugs of water <sighs> when we go down to LA, but... Oh, yeah. God. Like, you know, those, look at this brown-ass water. I'm a dr- So, yeah. Oh, God. Um, her death was ruled as an accidental drowning, and the autopsy said that there was no drugs or alcohol in her system, and there was no signs of, like, physical blunt force trauma. Hmm. There is a video on YouTube of the surveillance of the night that she went missing, and just to describe a little bit of the video, uh, she had stepped onto the elevator, pressing random buttons, and then she goes in and out of the elevator like she's trying to hide from someone. She was also crouching down like in her hoodie, like trying to like stay away from whoever or whatever was trying to mm. talk to her or get her. Mm-hmm. Um, from the video, it it looks like she's speaking to someone, but there's no one there. There's yeah. no person or anything that could be visibly seen in the video that Mm. she is actually talking to. Um, In 2011, the Cecil Hotel was renamed to Stay on Main, so don't let that fool you guys. Just don't stay there, please. Yeah. So yeah, it has been renamed to Stay on Main, and I personally... You can just take my opinion as it is or whatever, but I personally don't recommend staying there. Uh, no. Obviously not. Um, it has 299 hotel rooms and 301 single room occupancies. And in 2015 or 2016, it was bought out. Mm -hmm. It was closed in 2019 for some remodeling. Like, and I believe they're, like digging deep within to like remodel this and there is actually no confirmed date for reopening right now (laughs) they're probably saging everything (laughs) Uh, you know what i don't fucking blame them it could be closed permanently because of everything that has happened and i wouldn't blame that either i would just kind of take the money and run at this point um (laughs) The hotel is actually said to have inspired a season Mm -hmm. for American Horror Mm -hmm. Story. Um, And in American Horror Story, the hotel is home to murder and mayhem, which is how the Cecil Hotel is described more often than not. Mm -hmm. And that's all the... all the things that I have for that, but like I said earlier, so I went no... into the depths of hell looking for like the ghost stories, like, ghost stories or anything, because everybody was just so focused on like the murders yeah. and the suicides and everything that, yeah, like all the bad juju shit that happened there. Which I honestly, to me, after the Elisa Lamb thing happened, um. I mean, to me, that's in itself, like, seems like a portal, for lack of a better term, of of negative energy that's attracting people that, like you said, are, like, that quote was saying that they're, Mm -hmm. uh, they're hard on their luck. They are ready to end their lives or they're, 
you know just not having a good time yeah you know and it's right it's actually right on i've watched the first episode or two of the cecil hotel documentary on yeah i'm going to actually watch that this week Um, too it's like it's right on skid row you step outside and like there's Mm -hmm. the people live on the streets and there's lots of drug use and um you know all sorts of stuff like that so there is a couple in the documentary that were traveling from they stayed while Lisa Lamb was there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were traveling from London. And they were like, oh, let's stay in L.A. So they were looking up hotels to stay in. And they were like, oh, look, this one's in downtown L.A. And it's, like, decent mm-hmm. priced. And it's huge. It's, like, it's actually a really beautiful, like, art deco hotel. Like, Oh, yeah. So they were like, oh, this place looks nice. Let's do it. Well, I mean, even just us going down, you mm-hmm. know couple times a year or whatever like we've learned our lesson on where you do and do not go in LA <laughs> and Anaheim but yeah they didn't, didn't know any better and they get there and it's just like they they said the rooms were like just dusty and gross and the floor was sticky and they didn't realize that it was on the skid row so mm-hmm. when they were out walking around trying to like find food and sightsee people were like you need to not be walking around out here what are you doing yeah you know so the current manager or whoever was the current manager at the time mm-hmm. was on there and she was like, yeah, people just want like a nice clean place to stay. And then they f- swapped to the couple and they're like, yeah, the floor was sticky. This place was disgusting. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, oh my God. That, is that like, really reminds me. Is this the best you can do? That like reminds me of that one place that we stay or that I stayed at. In oh, LA that one time. God. Like the the description It still pops up when I Yeah search. and it was like, oh, it's like a five to ten minute walking distance from Disneyland and I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's uh, in my budget, like I can afford this. Yeah. Y'all, they totally was like fucked up. It was a sex working hotel. Which is fine, but don't advertise advertise for it for Disneyland then if you're renting rooms by the hour. Yes. Oh my god. And there was um a lot of porn on the television. Yes. A lot of it. Like <laughs> you turn the channel to find anything like CNN, anything. It was porn. Oh my god. It's like porno CNN. I remember Casey <laughs> when we when finally we were like you guys need to come just stay in our room. With Heidi and Casey mm-hmm. and I, and we came and got you guys, and Casey was like yelling at the manager, mm-hmm. like you know exactly what you're doing when you advertise this place as a friendly close to Disney family friendly hotel, yeah. and you know it's not. Mm-hmm. And the guy was, and he was trying to get him to like refund them a day, but obviously he wouldn't do it. But. Yeah, that that place was pretty bad. I don't know that we're allowed to say I don't think we're allowed to say what place that was, but um mm, I won't. Uh yeah. If uh just just stay if you're gonna go to Disneyland, just stay on Catella or Ball. Anywhere farther than a block out, you're you're just you're asking for trouble. And you're asking for just really not that great accommodations. And there's some cheap places at the end of Catella and on Ball Road. So, like, it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. But anywhere past that, or anywhere past the immediate block or two, mm-hmm. forget about it. Like, it's it gets, it goes downhill quickly. But, um, no, there was one time, uh even shelby and i when shelby lived in hollywood we went to la downtown la we were we went to like the fashion district Mm -hmm. and then we were like walking around and we kind of got lost like we had been walking we just started we just kept going yeah and uh we're walking down this one street and this really awesome older guy who was literally just chilling out in front Mm -hmm. of a liquor store with his older buddies. It had to be in their 50s or so. He goes, hey, what are you guys doing? Are you lost? 
And we're like, eh, kind of. Like, we're just walking around trying to figure out where we're at. Just trying to get our bearings. He's like, yeah, you do. You need to not walk around down here. Mm. It's not going to be. And it's in the middle of the day. It's like 2 p.m. Yeah. He's like, no. You, where are you trying to go? So mm. we, like, told him where we. He goes, okay, you need to go back down that street and back up that street. He goes, you should not be down here. Mm-hmm. So head your asses back that way. And if something happens, we're right here. Mm. But don't come back this way, essentially. Yeah. Like, and we were like, oh, fuck, all right. Like, yeah, take off right then. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like... That's I just kinda... appreciate those people that are out there that do that. <laughs> yeah, I had that happen in San Francisco with a drag bar. Um, and the, the the drag queens and the drag mom came out. Mm-hmm. Because we decided we were going to walk from BART to the Fillmore. Oh. Uh, which is almost impossible and you should not do it and it was ridiculous mm-hmm. but we walked i don't know if that bar is still there but um there was some of the the ladies outside and they were like we were, i was we were like 16 17 mm-hmm. going to a show and they were like what the what are you guys doing mm-hmm. like oh we're trying to get to the film ward they're like what the fuck like <laughs> where are you coming from we're like barb they're like oh my god like and they were like, you should not be out walking around here like this. Like, what are you... And then mm-hmm. the, the drag mom came out and she was like, hey, look, if anything happens, come back here. Mm-hmm. And we'll take care of you. We'll get you a taxi or whatever to get you back yeah. to Barclay. But after the show, you come straight here if something bad happens. Mm-hmm. And she gave me her cell phone number Aww. to call her in case we needed help. Oh. So we literally were, like, going to be rescued by, like, an entire bar full of, of drag queens. And oh. honestly, it was, like, the sweetest I'm so thing jealous. I've I'm ever so experienced jealous. in my life. They were like, dude, you should not be out here. Where are your parents? Like, you know, it's so <laughs> funny. But, no, they were they were fantastic. And we did not end up needing to call them. We we made it back to BART safely. Oh, um, we did p- walk past a row of about ten cars with their windows broken in. So, um, But we didn't have a car. So no. that was about the worst thing we saw. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Cecil definitely is creepy. And it definitely seems like portal of negative energy yeah you know what i mean yeah and regardless of if that means it it brings in ghosts or not Mm -hmm. i think the fact that it brings in people feeling like they have nothing left Mm -hmm. people that are at rock bottom uh serial killers yeah and who knows who else has stayed there oh yeah may or may not have killed somebody not obviously maybe at the hotel but yeah um but that the same thing that woman that managed it she, on the documentary she was like yeah when i was doing the tour when i first started to work there they basically were telling me oh yeah somebody died in this room somebody died in this room so she goes okay how about we do this is there a room that somebody hasn't died in yeah so you know um i i mean i'm going to guarantee like if they're remodeling, quote unquote, I'm guarantee there's like a resurgence in people wanting to stay because people are sick. Mm-hmm. You know, they see these things on TV and they're like, "Oh, I want to check that." Obviously, I want to stay at the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, but at least like Richard Ramirez wasn't there. Yeah, Stephen King was, and at least that guy's dope. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I think there's sometimes um, like there's spooky tourism, but then there's like. Yeah, people who are obsessed with serial killers and mm. do weird shit like that. Like, you know, yeah. maybe there'll be a resurgence of people now traveling to El Sobrani since it mentioned that it linked the Night Stalker to El Sobrani. Oh, dear. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I um, really gotta get on that. I'll watch that tonight. Yeah, it's like, it's a miniseries. It's like four episodes, I think. Oh, I love that but, shit. But, uh, yeah, Cecil Hotel is definitely fucking spooky. I'm good. I don't need to... I, You know, I feel like I ward off enough bad energy in my life. I don't need to... Yeah. Like, hauntings is one thing, but it is almost creepier, the fact that, like, people go there to end their lives a lot. You know? Like, yeah. to me, that's just something else. That's another gravitational pull that I don't need to fuck with. It almost reminds me of The Happening. 
with like the weird wind or the weird grass or whatever and like when but, you got like the bu- the gusts of the wind or whatever like you just killed yourself well that's yeah well that's because the plants were releasing a neurotoxin that triggered the part in your brain oh. to kill yourself well, but that's what it reminds me of is that a stephen king movie i don't know and go, um it up real quick what bird box Oh, well, that was Aliens or something like that. But, yeah. Bird Box. But that's what... Bird Box. Bird Box, yeah. With, uh... Sandra Bullock. Yeah. So that's... I don't know. That's just what it gives me the feel of, is, like, those movies. Yeah, it is. It's, like, almost like a... A thing outside of your control Uh that's controlling you. And it makes me want to go watch American Horror Story with the hotel. It's M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, okay. It's not, um... Oh, you know which one is... Uh... I think it's The Mist I'm thinking of. Oh, The Mist! The Mist, I believe, is, uh... That wouldn't surprise me. Was that a Stephen King book? The Fog. Like, there's so... Oh, Jesus Christ. It's off-brand. I don't know. Off- <laughs> yeah. It's off-brand. <laughs> it's off-brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh the mist yes the mist is stephen king <laughs> the fog is okay. off brand the fog i think i have seen the fog and it's like ghost pirates or oh. ghost mariners or something <laughs> i anyway shouldn't laugh that has nothing to do with hotels <laughs> <laughs> uh to be honest we go on tangents i watched part of did I finish no I didn't finish the whole to be honest I haven't finished a season of American Horror Story in a long time mm-hmm. and you know I watched part of watched Hotel it. Hotel has Lady Gaga in it oh does it I think I love Lady Gaga yes Lady Goo Goo and it also has the guy from Hunger Games with a weird beard with a squiggly beard but he's not a good actor you know what? He's also in another movie where, oh my god, like, a sister goes missing and then the other sister's like, no, like, I know she's alive. And she ends up being in, like, the fucking basement. And he's, like, the cop or the detective on duty. And he, like, believes the sister after not believing the sister. He is really not that great of an actor. He's not. That's why he, he only looks, had, like, he, ten he's... seconds and Donald Sutherland saved the scene. Yeah. He's really cheesy. He is. And so he's really, he's pretty cheesy. He's like, he's almost like soap opera dramatic. Mm, You know what I mean? mm -hmm. Like, he's very, he's not, it's like he's almost exaggerating versus acting. Yeah. You should see him be this detective in that movie. Well, he's, he's like an ex-cop in Hotel as well. Or a detective in Hotel. And it is Lady Gaga in there. Um, That was the first season she was in. Which I like, I loved her character, but that... Each season so far that I didn't finish Hotel, I didn't mm-hmm. finish, I didn't even start the 1984 one, I didn't finish Apocalypse, like, they're just, they're just getting too, like, n- just incoherent. Yeah. Like, it's just shit happening and you're like, what the, f- I don't even, under- it's like somebody's vomiting ideas and they're like, yeah, write it in, throw it in there, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, you want to ad-lib this part go ahead oh you want to just do a sketch like that you made up on the spot go for it like that's how i feel like Grey's anatomy is getting right now which it's like which i liked it because it was every season was different so i felt like you always have a fresh idea you're not dragging on the same storyline over and over again but now it's just like we're just letting anybody write this it's like oh hey i let my 12 year old nephew uh write this um you know like i i don't know but Lady Gaga is really good. I really like her as an actress, too. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know who I'm more jealous of right now, watching her oh, smooch pictures. Adam Driver or watching Adam Driver smooch her. <laughs> it's like a mutual jealousy, so. Like, damn, I could just be either one of you right now. <laughs> and that'd be fine. <laughs> I'll take either way. Uh, I'm. Anyway, I love Lady Gaga. I don't even care. Uh... But yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. 
I think we've just properly nerd tangents right there as well. Yeah, we sure did. All right, you guys. Well, we're going to call it quits because we got two four-year-olds chomping at the bit now. They've been quiet for about an hour, which is pretty damn impressive. So we're going to go relieve them of their cat-in-the-hat trance. (laughs) So uh, like us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook so they stop asking me to pay for people to like my Facebook page. <laughs> like, no, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm not giving you any more money. Um, uh, yeah, you can find us anywhere to listen, but you're listening right now, so you obviously found us. Um, Which, thank you, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. We're like, it's like episode nine, and, you know, we're pretty impressed that we made it this far. Um, Yeah, and, yeah, if you have any suggestions or stories that you want to share, shoot us an email, thecreepinpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next week with whatever last-minute spooky idea we come up with. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>